Welcome to Market on Close. I'm Tom White filling in for Oliver Rennick. Uh, now let's bring in our next guest, and that's George Tillis. He's a contributor across the TD Ameritrade Network. And George, before we get started on this Overlook stock segment, I just wanted to get your quick take on, uh, on GameStop because we've got GameStop down about $3. Uh, they expected a move of about 20% uh, either way in these shares. So what's your take here on GameStop? Not doing anything. Yeah, you know, I'm not surprised to see this, Tom. I just think there's just so much, uh, you know, in, not necessarily institutional support, but so much retail support on the stock that I think we're probably going to see a very low volatility event. I mean, like you mentioned, I mean, the expected move was enormous relative to what we actually see with GameStop. I, I think the company does have viability prospects. I think the company is going to reinvent itself. It certainly can afford to do so. But uh, overall, where fair value is, that's a great question. I can't answer that because we haven't really seen a phenomenon like this to this large degree, especially in markets that are a lot more transparent and uh, and can actually move faster than they have, uh, let's say, 20 years ago. So uh, I definitely would say that you know fair value is probably a lot lower where the current price is, but uh, based upon the earnings re results and the uh, movement after hours, uh, you know, like I said. Uh, because there's so much support on the stock, they just won't give up on it. The, the stock could continue to the upside, despite the fact that uh, you know fair value is a lot lower than uh, the current price. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that as we get uh, into that conference call, which is in about a half an hour. Uh, but now let's get into why we're really here, George, and that's uh, Overlook Stocks. And the first name you've got is uh, CleanSpark, uh, ticker symbol CLSK, diversified software intelligent energy services company. Shares were up over... 13% earlier, finished the session up about 8%. Uh, what do you got here for us on CleanSpark? Well, you know, interesting stuff going on. I mean, there's been a lot of, uh, let's call it uh, renewable energy stocks that have uh, come down quite a bit from their all-time highs. In other words, uh, looking at CleanSpark, this company is really an AI or artificial intelligence-driven uh, energy solutions company. It's basically a software and intelligence controls business that helps uh, establish microgrids and distributed energy management systems. So basically what it does is it helps optimize and of course uh, convert uh, energy transfers from multiple sources, whether that's some sort of renewable, let's say uh, biodiesel or natural gas, or if you will, uh, wind or solar or EV as well. I think there's a, a lot of opportunities in EV storage, but also redistributing that EV storage or battery-based storage to uh, to smaller grids. In other words, we talked about other companies that are going to disrupt the utility industry, but uh, companies like CleanSpark help design software solutions to help manage, again, excess capacity of energy and, uh, and of course, transfer that energy to those that need it uh, and can be used uh, uh, most efficiently. So it's an interesting company. Like I said, it's down from about 40 bucks off the highs. It has been making a little bit of an inroad. I think there's an element today uh, just to point this out, uh, in the price action based upon the uh, the meme stocks, there seems to have been a lot of renewable energy stocks like clean energy, symbol CLNE, was one I also noticed across the tape today that was higher. But I think CleanSpark also caught a little bit based upon the momentum. But I, I think if you look at uh, the energy space, anything has to do with uh, optimizing renewable energy, generating tax credits, and anything that has to do with software as a service, to do so has been uh, certainly something that is hot from a secular standpoint. Now, looking at uh, CleanSpark itself, there's a few catalysts. One, it's the renewable energy space. Two, uh, it actually bought a, a company called ATL Data 
uh, a couple of quarters ago, which is in Bitcoin mining. So I think what we're seeing today in CleanSpark has to do a little bit also with the lift we've seen in Bitcoin as well. Uh, the other thing is is uh, institutional ownership. About 73% of the shares for CleanSpark is institutionally owned. General Electric is actually a shareholder. And, and in fact, the, uh, the uh, Singapore uh, State Pension Fund is actually an investor in this company. These are just some additional facts to give you an idea that it's not just a retail owned, uh, owned stock. But looking at its growth prospects going forward and its historical prospects, um, you know, it's generating over 100% top-line sales growth, doesn't have any debt. Uh, and I think this is an interesting name if we start to see the thematic growth names uh, start to pick up uh, traction as well as Bitcoin, because this company has sort of that combo renewable energy, but also Bitcoin theme behind it. Yeah, that's what I, immediately when I see a stock up the way that it was and the volume was about a hundred, over 100 times what we've seen on a daily average over the last 100 sessions. So that immediately gets me uh, concerned that maybe, hey, uh, this might be in that meme space. But it has pulled back from about 42 and a half bucks uh, over the last uh probably six months or so. So maybe some dip buyers here also, uh, low cost stock. But the next one I wanna to get to George is CCMP. Now, this is called CMC Materials, but it used to be a stock that I was a market maker in when I traded in the Apple and Exxon pit. It was one of those secondary names off to the side and I like trading it because it wasn't really liquid and there wasn't a lot of option flow in there, but the stuff that was in there was pretty good. But this is a supplier, global supplier of consumable, consumable materials to semiconductor manufacturers. So one of the suppliers here, what are you seeing in CCMP? Yeah, it is actually a small uh, company, uh, uh, Tom. It's, uh, I mean, it's market cap is about four and a half billion and revenue is about 1.2 billion. It is thinly traded, but uh, CMC Materials is a very interesting company. We, we talk about semiconductors and the shortage that's been going on in the semiconductor space. It's real, uh, but CMC Materials provides actually or supplies policy, polishing agents and equipment to, of course, the semiconductor materials segment uh, of, the, uh, of the supply chain. And it basically helps uh, flatten integrated circuits so that they can, of course, uh, increase their complexity, energy efficiency, but also make the uh, the silicon uh, integrated circuits smaller, and again, uh, more uh, more optimizing uh, from an energy standpoint. So it is a materials-based company that goes into the production of semiconductors. But what's interesting about this is it actually got a nice lift earlier in the year because of uh, the renewed interest that uh, Intel has to continue to uh, to support its foundry business, which is its own in-house manufacturing. After Intel actually talked about, um, you know, off offshoring that to Taiwan Semiconductor, but CC, CCM, I'm sorry, CMC Materials has actually been down since then. And one of the things that uh, happened today is, is we are getting some institutional backing, some analysts that are supporting the stock, uh, Berenberg, upgraded the stock uh, just marginally from 175 to 180. They maintain a buy rating on the company. One of the things I did notice is I looked at uh, its operating profit profile. I mean, the company's revenues are really not necessarily all that great. Uh, 2.5% year over year for last quarter's uh, sales growth. But uh, you know, free cash for last quarter was a respectable 60 million on uh, annualized 1.2 billion in revenue, but it's operating margin last quarter was down 50%. And I went and looked at last year's full year operating margin profile, and it was actually above 10%. So I think what happened 
in the last couple of months for CMC is they actually deployed a immense amount of CapEx. And, and I think that, again, trickle down to that uh, declining or contracting operating margin profile that I noticed. Also, you can see it in the price over the past six months or so. But I think now what's happened is, is that they may have gotten a renewed interest from Intel as a major supplier. So it looks like a situation where the company spent a lot of money uh, to, of course, maintain their relationship with a major uh, customer like Intel. And I think that's one of the catalysts for the company. And now we're starting to see, again, some institutional backing from analysts like Berenberg. Yeah, and I, uh, they also got an upgrade yesterday, George. I saw that out of Seaport Global, and they gave them a price target of 180. This stock's almost hit $200, as you mentioned, just a few months ago, and it's pulled back down uh, below 155 at this point. So uh, maybe gaining some momentum uh, here as, you know, there's still supply constraints for a lot of these chip makers. So maybe once that gets resolved, uh, that'll help this stock moving into the end of 2021. But let's get to our last name here, and this is American Software. AMSWA is the ticker symbol here, George. This stock was up over 20% uh, today. Uh, what are you seeing on this name? The stock actually, Tom, if you noticed earlier, it was up almost 40% at one okay. point in time. Pretty remarkable move for the company, uh, American Software Incorporated. And I'll start off by saying that, you know, relative strength matters. In other words, industry groups that are in favor uh, industries that are, again, uh, you know, top or leading make a big difference for an individual stock. And I'll explain what I mean in just a moment on how that fits in with this company. But this is an enterprise management software solutions company. It's a cloud company, software as a service. So it's got this recurring revenue architecture. But its main focus and main revenue driver is supply chain management. And uh, the reason I say uh, earlier, I said earlier, is watch industry groups we know that supply chain issues are creating inflation problems. So anything that has to do with optimizing supply chains is a, is a huge hit right now on a relative strength basis. The company also has an IT consulting business, but the majority of its revenue is in supply chain optimization and product management. Uh, and again, between trading partners, but it all, its products really include also global outsourcing, workflow management, enterprise resource solutions and customer service applications. So it's it's basically the right company in the right time. Uh, and I think that's, uh, you know, sort of revealing itself in the price action. Now, there are a couple catalysts uh, as well. One, the, the stock itself, uh, this is what's interesting about it. It was, it's higher after it posted an adjusted uh, earnings beat, came in 11 cents, beat by 5 cents. It, it was expected to come in at 6 cents per share but it actually missed on revenue. And if you look at the revenue, it was down about two and a half percent. And so what gives? Why does the stock hire so much, even though its sales missed, was down two and a half percent year over year? Well, it really comes down to the internals of how their margin is going to improve. Because one of the things they, they pointed out in their in their column, this is near the top, is uh, their, uh, their, their, their recurring revenue model. In other words, their software as a service recurring revenue, uh, total revenues as a, as a percentage of their total revenue increased over 60%. And their software licensing and subscription fees were close to 30% year over year. So this is a huge growth opportunity from a margin standpoint because this company struggles. And the reason its sales growth has been in decline is making this conversion from on-premise sort of one-off annual contracts to recurring revenue. And with that said, you can see companies show some declining sales growth because of the fact they're making a conversion to the cloud. And but but this quarter, 
like I mentioned, down 2.5% sales was better than last quarter's 9.5% decline. But if you go in deeper, you'll notice that this company's gross margin profile is very low, 55%, and its operating margin profile is only 10%. That's extremely low for a cloud business, and this company is telling us, based on this quarter's results, that they're making a lot more ground or making up a lot more ground in converting to the cloud, which again, is one way to increase the margins without actually having to increase your top line sales growth. But if top line sales growth do improve based upon the demand for their, for their particular supply chain management software, that's a twofold catalyst that causes a stock like this to go from where it was yesterday to today. And I think this is an interesting company that is, uh, that is hitting on all cylinders, meaning that it's converting to that recurring revenue model while at the same time uh, it is going to generate additional revenue growth because of the industry that it's in. Yeah, and uh, it did get upgraded uh, earlier this morning also at a Sadati um, right. uh, analyst uh, put a price target at 26. It was did finish up 39% on the session, George, so it had a nice run. But this is one of those companies that can take yeah. advantage of what's going on in all the issues that we're having in supply chain management, right? This, they're yep. at the forefront of that, correct? Definitely, and that's again, you know, why I reiterate the fact of the matter is it's in the right place at the right time, the right industry group and relative strength matters. You know, if you if you just go back and think about some of the stocks that have reported, let's say 50 or 60% revenue growth, I can't, you know, name one specifically, but when they came in and beat on earnings and revenue, they were down. And that's because if you're not generating essentially, let's say an earnings, earnings growth or margin growth, these are growth companies now, uh, the market uh, doesn't doesn't find you favorable. Here we have a company that actually showed declining sales growth, but it shows improving EBITDA margin growth, and it's in the right industry at the right time, and that's why we see such a magnanimous move to the upside relative to some of these other you know thematic stocks uh, from a technology standpoint, which after earnings, despite some of the big beats, were down. So industry groups, industry group participation, relative strength matters, and I think this is an example of such. All right, great rundown on some of those overlooked stocks uh, on the move today, George. Appreciate it. Have a good night.